coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Welcome in to On the Block. A happy Thursday to you and yours from both Strick and myself. I'm Austin. He's a Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran, Eric Strickland. A dub day Thursday. Two wins for Husker basketball last night. The women go on the road, take down Purdue, 71-64 final. And then at home in the vault last night, a 63-60 win for the Nebraska men. We'll dive into all of that coming up here on the block. But first, I want to shout out Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Big thanks to Charles and the crew down there at 27th and Pine Lake for sponsoring the show. Strick, heck of a night in Huskerland last night. The women come from behind and win at Purdue. The men really grind one out. That was a tough game at home. They found a way to get it done. Trev Alberts probably went to bed happy, smiling really well last night. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with the women, though. The women had heck a really yeah. tough one. Uh, number three, Ohio State came in. Um, and and you know took care of them at, at home, uh, not handily, but um, enough to get it done. And and you know and they had a pretty strong uh, home record. They still do. And I think they, they that they're showing what the blueprint looks like in order to reach uh, an NCAA berth. So um, going on the road, redeeming themselves after taking that loss. Now they've got a tough stretch in which they've got to deal with Maryland, uh, who's the 11th team in the country. But they get them at home, and then you got to hit, and you got to deal with Caitlin Clark. I mean, let's just <laughs> let's just say what it is the uh, the Steph Curry of women's basketball. So mm-hmm. they've got a uh, they got a tough few games left uh, on them. I think if they could do well in those, they'll look good going down the stretch there, because then they'll follow up with Michigan State again at home, and then hit the road against Northwestern, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get any easier. The crazy thing about this is the women's the women's um, the women's schedule looks ever bit as tough as the men's schedule both throughout the season as well as when they're closing it out. So uh, they've got some big games they're going to have to take care of, but kudos to them, uh, Amy Williams and that crew getting it done uh, on the road. Now, the men, absolutely. Um, I heard Nick talking about it, and I think I'd have to you know, uh, concur with his thoughts on it, and that's that this was a, a, a back and forth game. I, if I remember correctly, it might've been 14 lead changes. Uh, no one really was able to break out and open up a double digit lead. It was, it was pretty consistent throughout going back and forth. Um, they actually, you know, should have probably hammered on this team uh, on Ohio state early because Ohio state was struggling immensely since the ball was struggling. Oh, was his first day for, yeah, he was an offer for uh, quite a long time until he went to the free throw line, saw one go in, and then he started kind of uh, hitting some shots thereafter. But uh, when you have a team like that at your home gym and you get them off to a start like that, you're a defensive-minded team, you've got to be able to put points on the board. You've got to take advantage of those situations. They weren't able to do it, but they were able to close out the game and get it done. They found a way to get it done, and I think that was the theme for both the men and the women. You look at that women's game, it was all Alexis Markowski in that fourth quarter. Double-digit points, bringing Nebraska back from the edge, from the brink, and they end up winning that by seven. Huge fourth quarter for the women. Jazz Shelley iced it late. She didn't score until those four free throws. Um, again, I think that's the mark of a good player where she's shut down all game, but still finds a way to make an impact. 
picks and chooses. And it's a carryover because she struggled the game before that. So they got to get her going. But go ahead. They sure do. So for her to be able to knock those free throws down tells you that she's she still got it. It's still in her. So it's on Nebraska to find ways to get her going. Yeah. But also that Jazz Shelley can, you know, pick and choose her spots. For the men, Derek Walker, 8 points, 10 rebounds. That's a solid contribution, but he didn't play a whole lot straight with the foul trouble. Um, there was a stretch there after the, the U8 timeout. The lineup Nebraska ran out there didn't have Derek Walker in it. It was a lot of uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach and a lot of Ole Koyenitz who made a little bit of a flash. But Derek Walker picks up his fifth foul. I thought he forced it on the charge. Everyone in the building knew he was going to get it at the elbow, try to drive. He just made it too obvious. The refs are looking at you. They know you have four. The guy guarding you knows you have four. He's going to try and sell it. I get getting the ball to him in that situation. I think he's got to slow down. Regardless, Nebraska found a way to gut out that victory with Derek Walker saddled with foul trouble again. Fred mentioned it in his postgame. They've had issues scoring without Derek Walker on the floor. He wasn't out there a lot of the second half. Nebraska still puts up 42 points. I don't want to say that that's something they can carry over moving forward, but it's nice to know that they at least have that ability in them some nights. Yeah, I would agree. And this this is uh, the thing that I talk about. There's two there's two parts of the game that uh, we discussed on the block as well as I, I discussed in po- post-game show. But one of the things dealing with Derek Walker is, is I've talked about there has to be a progression to his game. Everybody knows that he's strong. He's, um, he's tough to guard. He's got both hands. Those are the things you know. He wants to attack the basket, and he may have a counter or two uh, in that. But I said if he can just get to that elbow – and he can knock down one or two of those shots because they're backing off. See, that's that that's the way you can get that charge, which they were able to get. If you don't have a jab step counter to make that guy move and you just think you're going to go straight line, that's an easy play for somebody that's playing off of you. Now, if it's a bigger big man, he may want to drop step to make sure you don't beat you. He may not be quick enough, which I think um, – you know, the defender on that play uh, was, uh, I think it was key. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got pretty good feet, not fleet feet, but he's got pretty good feet. And if you have some distance, knowing that the offensive player is going to encroach on you, you can set that up for that charge. And that's what happened. Now, the other part of it, I talked about some of the things that they needed to do. They needed to run. They needed to get some easier opportunities. They can't win a sustainable uh, a year by playing in those numbers they can't do it it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna win some and they're gonna lose some probably lose more we talked about that looking at the top 25 how those teams in the top 25 are gonna score pretty much on a regular basis upper 70s sometimes in the 80s so one of the things that truly disappointed me Austin and I know we got to take a break we can come back and engage again or, or whatever but one and I'll, I'll be brief one of the things that they have to do. I would give you in a specific instance. Vandermeer got a steal. They had advantage and he stops and waits for the the Ohio State disadvantaged team to catch up to run half court offense and they don't get a freaking shot. Mm. I think they ended up turning it over. That's one. Another one um likely jumps out of bounds, saves the ball. They have Four on five, I don't care if it's late in the game. You have advantage. You always pursue advantage. They didn't do it. And then 
uh, um, Lawrence turns the ball over, and then they go on the other end and get an and one. So do you you lose all the way around. It's better to go and get a good shot instead of just trying to run clock in time, and you're going to get a bad shot or have a turnover. It costs you. So that's the thing that I saw that's very disappointing. But then I saw something good. I saw Greaso. I don't know if he was listening to me. I don't know if that's their, <laughs> what they're talking about. They had to. Vote. I don't know if that's conversation that they're having in the locker room with coaches. But there was uh, there was possessions that you saw Greaso pushing hard. Got up there, got into a probe. His probe is not like my probe would be, whereas an attacking probe and pull it out. His probe is to get in there get to the post, see what they do, and then bring it back out, which is okay. Just something of that nature, and I like that. They they did it in some instances, but they, they need to do more of it. Right. However you do it, you got to draw eyeballs. And the situation you're talking about with uh, the Bandamel play and then the likely save, to me that comes down to situational awareness, where, yes, the clock is your friend and you have to know that, but also five on four, four on three. When you have a numbers advantage, that's your friend. How do you win basketball games? By outscoring your opponents. I know we talk right. about you know outlasting them, especially if Nebraska is going to be a defensive team. That's easier to do if you have an extra possession advantage. You can't give those opportunities away. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to trying to say about it. Great stuff, but take opportunities when they're given to you. Don't <laughs> don't don't get that. That's like that's like you're at the goal line and you're going to run. Okay, that, a good example of that would have been. The Seattle Seahawks have freaking Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> yep. And you fr- you freaking throw a ball on the inch line instead of giving it to the beast. That's that's the example. You have the advantage with Marshawn. Give the man the ball. Beat him. Game. Yeah. So anyway, Plain and simple. That's just an example. Yep. Uh, if you have thoughts on Husker basketball, men and women winning last night, you can t- chime in on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685, or the Sarder Heyman text line, same number, 402-464-5685. Plenty more to get to as it relates to those two games. Coming up in about 15, 20 minutes, we will play shootout with Strick as well. But coming up after these short messages, we'll talk more Husker hoops, couple big wins for the programs last night. Don't go anymore. More on the block after this.